Hello and welcome to Herbology. I'm Anne. And I'm Kevin. And in this episode, we are going to be covering When You Call My Name from season three, which is episode number two. Written by Caitlin D. Fryers, directed by Paolo Barsman. And this one aired July 27th, 2018. Yes. And I think we might have forgot on the last episode because it had been a while since we recorded. But just a note for any new listeners, we have everything in play for Winona Earp. So anything from the first episode to the season four finale is fair game for conversation. Absolutely. And we never know where we're going to go with these things. No, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize if you can hear the skateboarders in the background that have decided <laughs> to take up some. We have this like our neighbors have this wall and the skateboarders mm-hmm. love it. They it's <laughs> right off the sidewalk. So they come and they film little videos. It's a real hot spot. Um but it's been raining so much here that I think they're just finally really excited to be outside. So <laughs> good for them. Good for them. A little background. It'll sound real, real uh, urban with the skateboarding in the background. There you go. So, yeah, spoiler warning. Um, we will go all over the place. And I'm sure this one could take us anywhere because this one was a doozy. I like that word. Very appropriate, I think. But the opener is gorgeous, is it not? We It's like we've got the beautiful snow-capped mountains and um, everything is gorgeous except for that our beautiful truck is overturned. Yes, our beautiful truck is upside down. Our Earp sisters are in peril. So it is definitely a balance of beauty and pain. Yeah, there's screaming, so much screaming and so much blood. <laughs> And then I was thinking originally, I was like, where was all the blood from? But then later on, she mentions to dolls like that her leg is messed up. So or no, she says it to Jeremy in the earpiece. So I was like, but in the beginning, I was like, why was there so much blood? Where was her injury? But I think it was probably from her leg. Mm-hmm. And then we pan over to Winona just moaning for Waverly. Um, and then the music starts tearing at our hearts. Yeah, yeah, this one definitely. Well, great job as far as the choices for music, but also, as you said, between the Waverly scream and the Winona screaming for Waverly, that just goes, oh man, right through me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, we're starting off real strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's the eerie, the eerie music with its, you know, with the strings playing. Um, And I like how in the postmortem for this episode, there's a big shout out to the composers, uh, Robert Carley and Peter Chapman, because Mm -hmm. I mean, and we see it throughout the whole series, but their music that they put together is amazing. Yes, it is. This is this is one of those episodes for me, too. As you said, it's it's a great ensemble and i don't mean it in the normal sense like an ensemble of some actors i mean you've got the beautiful calgary being on display the as you said the mountains the 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 weather how cold it was as we hear from the staff the music that's being put in here the acting the writing i mean it all comes together in this episode yeah it really does and um and given the topic that, you know, have the the topic of this episode, it's it's really quite the perfect storm for what takes place. Mm-hmm. You know, going back and looking at it, too, this is just the second episode of season three. I mean, we are so, you know, a new season starts. You're always excited. The first episode was kind of fun with vampires. And then, boom, punch right in the gut for this one. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and no warning. No warning whatsoever no, no, about what's nope. happening. <laughs> <laughs> Wynona is injured. Her shoulder is messed up, but she's like, you know, still quippy. She's saying, oh, God, I hate hangovers. <laughs> and um, the camera pulls back. And this is when we see that she's on a cliff face and she's, you know, again, screaming for Waverly, um, you know, like, I'm here. I'm not dead. And it's just it just tears at your heart. You know, she's injured. But her first thing is like, where's Waverly? Right. Mm hmm. And then we hear the voice of Mama Earp saying, Winona Earp, don't you dare take a nap. You are stuck on the side of a cliff. And she's not really there as we come to find out. It's more of like this hallucination that's taking place or kind of like, I know, the spirit of Mama is there. Well, yeah, it's in in Winona's head. It's a great follow-up to what we saw at the end of season two with the whole 
going to see mama to talk about Balshar being back and that idea that she can see her when she needs to. Yeah. And it's this little voice just kind of propelling her through this whole episode. You know, it's like her mom's not there, but the the voice of her mom, you know, how we always say like, you know, when somebody mama's not dead, but it's kind of like, even if somebody does pass on, you still have this, these words of wisdom that you carry on during tough times that get you through it. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like what Winona is doing here. And right away, we find out where Winona got her spunk from just by the way mama talks to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite the introduction, isn't it? For the two of them and their similarities and differences. Yeah. I absolutely love it though. It's just, it makes so much sense. Like, oh, this is, this is it, right? This is yeah. her personality. Winona yells at her like, you know, what are you doing here? And mama's like, oh, just getting my bronze on sunbathing. And then she starts in her mind, like throwing rocks at Winona, telling her not to fall asleep. And I don't know, the banter's just, it's really fun. Mama mm-hmm. makes fun of her dress and, <laughs> and Winona's like, oh, you always thought you were so funny. And then Mama even says, well, you sure didn't get your sass from Ward. Talk to the fist, Erp. Reinforcing things. Yeah, more of that insight to how abusive Ward was that we would just go on and on and on to find out about. Mm-hmm. And Winona continues to yell for a lot of yelling for Waverly in this episode. <laughs> so you've got a baby girl. Already? Yep. Is there more than one in this episode? <laughs> no, there's just the one. The other okay. <laughs> Are there any episodes where there's more than one? You probably don't know. Put right me off. on the spot. I, I think there might be one. I don't know. Going on memory. I'd have to look at my list. <laughs> um, do you have like a master file? Just. <laughs> I do. We have those beautiful collages that Jill and Lisa yeah. Office created. I have the screenshots of every one of them. I think there might be two in the. Um, Season four, the Halloween episode. Mm, okay. That might be the one that might have two. So, yeah. So a lot of Waverly got your baby girl. Um, and mama's just like, you know, like, don't waste your energy yelling. Remember what I taught you when we went camping, the, just the two of us. What are the rules? Uh, it's not about being brave or strong. It's about being smart. And I just, I love the image of mama taking Winona camping. That like, even with all of the shit that Winona you know, had to deal with in her childhood with, you know, Ward not being great, that there was something like this foundation that mama gave her. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what's really coming across here. We're really, like I say, we really get to know a lot more about Winona's childhood and what she was dealing with and everything. I mean, it, it's it for me, this is one of those ones on rewatch. You just notice a little more uh, talking about the camping. And like you said, being in a tough spot, teach, you know, what she was taught how to assess the situation and everything. It's great stuff. Yeah. And it's just the way it's woven into this episode. Like we've got this big task, right? That she has to do. She's got to find Waverly. She's got to save Waverly, but it's laying down, like you just said, all this, this backstory and then looking forward and back, how, how Winona has always carried herself. It, it makes sense. That this is where a lot of it came from. Definitely the big sister side, because certainly we're going to get near the end in terms of Waverly asking about how long she knew her mama was, that impact and everything else. So she had to carry a lot of that emotional baggage. And rule number one is don't panic. Rule number two is assess the situation calmly. And it's it's good advice, right? So it's... It's, yeah, it's very smart. Cuckoo Any is everything was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not just emergencies, but anything really when you think about it. And Winona immediately assesses the situation as a shit sandwich. <laughs> Very appropriate. And she's not wrong. <laughs> no, that's why I left. It's like, <laughs> yeah. She also sees like, okay, she can either climb the cliff, but when she moves, she realizes how much her shoulder actually hurts. And she says, it hurts worse than when I pushed a baby from my hoo-ha on top of an eight ball. <laughs> Yep, yeah, leave it to Winona. Yeah, but then Mama says, so will Waverly being dead. And she doesn't need any more motivation than that, does she? No, no, puts it right, you know, centers everything real fast. Yeah, and then she pops her shoulder back in place and just gets to it. It's quite the situation. And then we are in a creepy cabin, which I believe is also Maeve's cabin and Jolene's cabin. I've oh, seen stuff okay. on the internet where like someone has lined up the windows and the beam 
to okay. prove that it's the same cabin for all these situations, <laughs> um, yeah. which I absolutely love. Someone's got love. more time, more time than I do. <laughs> Someone's more savvy with the computer than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and Waverly is strung up by her arms, and there's this crazy wilderness wilderness man that comes in and sniffs her, and he's like kind of comparing her, saying that she's smaller than the last one. And Waverly's like, "So you've kidnapped someone before?" Before. And uh, turns out, yeah, and he um, he's the one who set the trap. He starts talking about the woods. And Kevin, what he says here makes so much sense to me now. Doesn't it on the rewatch? Yes. He says the forest is changing. The trees have pulled out their roots. They're on the move. I'm Mm -hmm. getting lost in my own woods. All the animals are gone, scared. His traps have been empty for months. And I'm like... Originally, I just thought this was a crazy man, just crazy man talking. Just babbling. Yeah, just babbling on. But this is all Bullshar murder tree stuff. It is. It is, man. It all comes together. Golly, geez. These episodes were meant to be watched back, like to go back and watch. Exactly. That's why we're always talking about how much more you get on the rewatches. So it turns out because the animals are scarce, he has now turned to eating humans. So... Just a few more cannibals in purgatory. No big deal. Yeah. (laughs) Back on the cliff, Wynonna is trying to reach for Peacemaker, but she can't get it. And Mama's like, you know, you got to let it go. You can't climb with it. And, you know, again, there's this back and forth where she doesn't think she can do this. And Mama reminds her about the time she was nine and came home and wanted her to write a note so she could skip gym class. And, um... Winona says, that's the same day I walked in to find you staring at the oven with a shotgun in your hand, which again, like now that we have more of this backstory, right? It's like, yeah, hmm. apparently Winona was afraid to climb the rope in gym class. And mama said the Gibson girls needed to set an example for the other girls because they are strong and not afraid of falling, which just all this back and forth is just so good like i know she's not there but just the idea of like winona having this like the self-doubt and that it's mama there in her head pulling her through but it's, it's also winona you know uh reminding herself what she needs to do and that she's capable of doing it i mean you know it's mama but it's it's winona bringing it back to do that and then she also says this part where she's like um you know where mama said you know the Gibson girls needed to set an example. And she says, I'm not a Gibson. And she's like, you know, yeah, you are like, like how you are. And it's interesting because it's uh, the way I take it is like, Winona doesn't think she's worthy of being a Gibson. Like when she thinks of Gibson, she thinks more of like Waverly being a Gibson Hmm. and not so much her. Like she's got that herb side down because she, she associates with those negative parts of it. And then Mama says, it's not the fall that's going to kill you. It's the fear, Winona. Yeah. That's a good one. Stitch that on a cross stitch. (laughs) And then she quips, I hope I still have that coupon for a deep tissue massage and starts climbing. (laughs) Again, I just love that back and forth with like, we've got the hard stuff. And then we've got Winona just being Winona. Mm Mm-hmm. Back in the cabin, Waverly's phone chimes and the creepy guy says, oh, it's Nicole. And, you know, she's wondering where you are. And Waverly's like, oh, yeah, she's going to be looking for me. They're going to find you. And then he panics and he says he doesn't like people in his woods. (laughs) Waverly says, well, I don't like being treated like a meat ornament. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, what a line. Because she's like hanging, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, then he does this move that's very like. Little Mermaidy is doesn't he like steals her voice? Yeah, yeah. How's that just to make him even creepier? That was crazy. I still watch that, and I'm like, that's very disturbing. Well, I remember too because um, when the trailer for the season came out, you know, a couple of weeks, a few weeks before it was to air, we had fun all of us naturally dissecting it. And one of the scenes or clips, whatever you want to call it, not a full scene in the trailer is the one a little later on. Uh, when Winona kills him and the voice kind of just flies back to mm. Waverly. Mm-hmm. We were all speculating, what was that? Is that a fairy? Are we going to get fairies this year? Or what could they, what that be? So oh, it's yeah. kind of cool how they brought it all together. Yeah. that. Yeah. I would have totally thought it was like a fairy as well. Yeah. 
But yeah, that was that was a really fun take on it. Yeah. So he answers in Waverly's voice and says to Nicole that she's fine and that she's just a little tied up at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Very literal, literal answer. Exactly. Back at the cliff, Winona's made her way to the top. And she says, what kind of savage does this for fun? Which is hilarious because <laughs> Nicole does this for fun, it's a, right? Yeah. It's a dig at Nicole, yeah. <laughs> and then she gets back to the truck. She sees like, okay, obviously Waverly's not here. And Mama just continues to keep her level-headed saying that, you know, um, whatever Waverly, whatever like captured Waverly has got a head start and probably knows the woods and Wynona doesn't. And Wynona's like, you know, I don't leave her and I never will like, unlike you. Hmm. And she's like, you don't even know if she's alive. What if you pass out and freeze to death? And it's that whole, like put your oxygen mask on before you help other people kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that seems to, to reason with Winona and she starts assessing what, what's left in the truck. Right. So thankfully she's got her coat. She puts that on. So she can at least stay warm, which I think also helped them just with the scene too, because they just talked so much about how cold it was in um, the BTS and the postmortems for this episode. And she also finds some whiskey and uh, mama has a lot to say about that. Doesn't she? Yep. Absolutely. Again, very <laughs> apropos for Winona. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, yeah, whiskey from dad, crazy from mom. The Winona Earp story on sale now. <laughs> and then mama says, what if it's Bolshar? And then Winona just kind of repeats back to her. What if it's the fear that kills you? Yeah. And mama's like, yeah, but sometimes it's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bringing it back. <laughs> Bringing it back to reality. Yeah, again, it's a shit sandwich. It's none, none of these options are good right now. Back at Jeremy's lab, he's there with dolls, and Nicole walks in, and she's like, I called Waverly, but I barely got a word in because then she hung up on me. And dolls is all, you know, don't take it personal. I know Winona had some big news to tell her. And Nicole's like, that woman kept her pregnancy secret for months. What other secrets could she have? <laughs> Jeremy tells them that his tests that he did on the the massacre victims uh told him that they didn't all die at the same time but like within seconds of each other like very quickly within mm -hmm. each other so they're like okay great it's something you know it's a demon that moves very fast nicole's being all weird again um asking if they suffered and they're just kind of like how could this be Bolshar? He's been entombed in the ground for decades. But through this all, they've kind of come to the conclusion that, okay, he's clearly risen somehow. Jeremy's also being real cagey about secrets and keeping them. And it's like something's going on, right? Between him and dolls, there's just like a lot of this unspoken stuff that they're hinting at. And dolls is like, you know, we need to try Waverly again. We need to get everyone on deck. And then when Nicole leaves, Jeremy starts asking Dolls about his night sweats. And Dolls seems moodier than usual, doesn't he? Yeah, much more short, much more, uh, you know, uncomfortable, which is natural with what we eventually see. So Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. now it's like you when you go back, you're like, okay, yeah, the writing was on the wall right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he talks about like the only way to get through life is to have people you fight for. And Jeremy's like, yeah, like I'm fighting for you. But Dolls just gives him a look. And, you know, again, like now we see what he's saying. He's like, he's basically kind of saying like, don't waste your time fighting for me other, you know, anymore. Fight for the others. And then he leaves to go get Doc and he makes some kind of one joke to just kind of like lighten the mood with Jeremy as he leaves. And Jeremy's just thrilled that he's made a reference um, that he gets before they we leave that scene we do see the symbol of the photo from the massacre and um, it's the cult of Bolshar thing and then we see that same symbol on the tree in the forest as we go to mama and Winona tying it all together all the symbols yep all the threads <laughs> and back in the forest mama and Winona are walking and Winona's like, why do you keep looking behind you? <laughs> and she's like, you know, you did that in prison, like someone was following you or something. And now that makes sense, too, because of the whole Jolene thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. And filling it in once we know enough. Yeah. But, you know, all that stuff just seemed like, oh, she's just crazy. Just being weird. Yeah. Winona starts talking about how the last time she took her camping, it was the weekend of her birthday and that she wanted to see the Pixies. But Mama corrects her and says, no, you wanted to see Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Winona mentions that they ate dehydrated chili which I thought could really explain her lack of knowledge in how to make proper chili in the chili cook-off for freedom. Oh, wow. Okay. I think that's an interesting way to pull that together. Okay. She's just used to dehydrated chili. So she has no idea how to just make a fresh chili. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. <laughs> and it turns out that just a few days after that camping trip is when, when, uh, is when mama left to go to prison. Mama says she that Winona taught herself everything. And Winona asks, what, you know, why did you never bring Willa or Waverly camping? And she said that Willa was always Ward's and Waverly was everybody else's. And she said, but Winona came into the world kicking and screaming like she did. And she wanted to make sure that she could make it on her own. Then she goes on to say that being the heir has made her soft and that she's been leaning on other people too much. But Winona's like, no, they're my people. I, I, that back and forth really kind of tears at me too. It's just like that self-doubt putting that in her. And then mama's like, if they're your people, you know, where have they been? It's been hours now. Where are they? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting too, since again, we got to keep in mind that the, mama isn't really there. This is Winona in her own head. So mm -hmm. it's Winona, like you said, having those doubts about, you know, am I, is it a bad thing to rely on my friends as much as I do now, you know, as yeah. much as the, Scooby Gang has developed. She's it's very much outside of who she's been for many, many years, you know, just self-reliant on herself. Yeah. And we see her go back and forth throughout the series too. Times when like, you know, she relies on them, but then also pushes them away, saying, like, you know, no, it's my job. I'm the one who has to do it. And how she gets further and further into it and kind of isolates herself. And then it gets real bad later on in season four. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's like that. It's just that her talking to her like inner inner demons, but it's really mama. And then it gets real dark. Mama tells her, when you start to rely on others, you're dead. Winona's like, yeah, I know it's all at me. And she talks about mama's episodes and how, you know, oh, God, they thought I was the crazy one and the bad seed since I was eight. And, you know, again, we both needed you. We needed a mother. And then Mama says, and Alice doesn't. So again, it's just like this. It's very torturous what she's basically doing to herself with this back and forth inner talk. Wynona's like, we're the same. Wynona says, no, you left. You abandoned us and you abandoned me. And then she hears this sound and then Mama's gone, which I thought is interesting, too, because, I mean, Wynona did leave at one time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, she was trying to get away from everything, yeah. the whole trip to Greece and everything else. I mean, she's, since she's been back, she's been very clear that, you know, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, you know, in the beginning, we weren't so sure. Like, it seemed like she was going to leave, but she, she didn't. Mm -hmm. Back at Shorty's, Doc is throwing knives as a, at a dartboard. I don't know where his darts went, but he's going <laughs> to use some knives. <laughs> that's more That's more a Doc thing i think throwing knives rather than darts exactly <laughs> and he's just in a real pissy mood and dolls is like you know you were late to the party the other night is everything okay is this about baby alice and he says no but she is safe and that's all i can ask for and doc is just all sorts of messed up right and it's it's not just about alice but it's about how the iron witch made winona disappear and how he and dolls were enemies and that when dolls shot him, he went to hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dark stuff here for him. I mean, Doc's obviously being Doc, you know, self-centered mm -hmm. and, and going down that path. So I, I thought I thought this whole scene between the two of them, especially in light of what's going to happen to dolls later, you know, it's very telling. Um, and dolls has got some great advice. You don't do it for what you're going to get for it. You do it because it's the right thing to do. You know, right. that's great. That's a great theme, certainly for the entire show. I mean, just kind of blow that up. I mean, that's really what it comes down to why Winona does what she does and why a whole gang bands to do it is because it's the right thing to do. Right. 
and yeah, it's just, I mean, he's just so shaken up, right? And um, talking about that when Dolls killed him, he went to hell and he says, you know, this is the same place that Winona sends her demons. And, mm. you know, he's like, how, how is that me? How am I classified the same as these demons? And, you know, he's kind of like reevaluating everything about like, I'm doing all this hard work helping, but it, at the end of the day, it doesn't seem like it's making this difference because what's my reward going to be for this? Which is, yep. you just feel for him. And of course, Tim executes the scene perfectly. I mean, he's yeah. just so distraught. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also makes me think of the scene later on with with Charlie slash Julian where um, where Doc is like, you know, I found where he has the sword. And he's like, I found this. And Charlie slash Julian, I don't know which one he is at this point, Um <laughs> He's like, if your soul were truly compromised, you wouldn't have been able to like hold this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all this time he's been so conflicted about like damnation. And we, we have that scene later on where it's like, no, look at you're you're a good you're a good guy, Doc. You're a good guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I just start thinking about season four where Waverly's like, no, you're the best man. Okay. I'll, all right. I'll stop all right. Myself. We gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Come on now. Save that rabbit hole. You're a good later. guy, Doc. It's fine. It's gonna be fine. Trust us. It's gonna be. It's all gonna work out for you. You will get there. Yes. yes. So yeah, he tells Doc like everything's gonna be all right, and it, it just kills me to see him like this. Back at the cliff, Nicole pulls up, and she doesn't see the truck yet. She's like flagged down by a hunter who's like, you know, my son and I, we got separated. Um, and he even says how the trails are all messed up, which is like that whole, like the trees are moving themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's, she's all worried cause she's a good cop and she's like, well, is he still down there? And he's like, yeah, you know, thank goodness because I saw this flash from this old blue truck down here. And she's like, what truck? And she's like, show me now. And oh my God, poor Nicole. I like, I don't like that scene either. It was a very quick scene, but. Just the idea, it's like, okay, I haven't been able to get a hold of anyone. I know that truck, right? Right. Back at the cabin, Waverly is still hanging, and and now she's trying to scream, but she can't, which is just kind of terrifying to like try to say anything, and just nothing's coming out. And she hears a woman asking for help and a man's voice, and she like tries to get their attention, but then it turns out it's the hunter's son who comes in, and he... It's very grisly the way he dies. He's like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's like a tripwire across his neck. It's not good. No. Um, yeah, it was the voice of the creepy guy who lured him in. And then for some reason, he throws her in a cage. I don't know why she needed to go in a cage. He wasn't going anywhere. She was strung up by arms, but this is well, probably a little more comfortable. When you're creepy as your PAF guy, you know, you do these things. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. At <laughs> uh, Shorty's, Doc comes downstairs just as Jeremy's trying to, like, sneak out. And he's like, you've been spending a lot of time in my basement. <laughs> and Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, I just want to borrow some of those little umbrellas for craft night. And he's like, what I admire about you is that you're an awful liar. And then he says, craft night is Thursdays. <laughs> He sees that Jeremy's basically got the recipe book for Dolls' drugs, and he realizes that something's wrong with the drugs, and he's immediately worried that Dolls is going to put everyone at risk, and Jeremy's kind of mad that he's assuming the worst about Dolls, and he's like, Jeremy, I've seen some shit. Yeah, you would. <laughs> and- you would. You would look at things differently if you were him. Yeah, just like we so much is on the line, right? Yeah. And then he goes on, and he's like, you lost your immortality. Big deal. You're virile. Not many years <laughs> left. And he's, you know, sweet talking doc as usual. But then the text comes in from Nicole about the hunter in the truck. And he's like, they're in trouble. Yeah. Tell Dolls we meet him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> don't tell him I said we need him. And then Jeremy gives him an earpiece to track his location before he leaves because he's off to the Pine Barrens. So, yeah, things things are getting weird, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, weirder than they already are. 
in the Pine Barrens, right? Known as hot on the blood trail. And she's like, you know, I really wish you were really here right now about mama, which is sweet. She finds the cabin and she sees Waverly in the cage and Waverly's immediately like, stop, stop, stop. Right. Yeah. When it was like, what is it? And this, what happens next is just like a hilarious game of charades. (laughs) Beautifully done. Beautifully done. So good. And it's like, the comedy in this like time of peril, right? And right. Waverly's just like cupping her boobs and Winona's guessing underwire, underwire support, jiggling C cup. And then Waverly's like doing chomping hands and she's like breast alligator, <laughs> <laughs> boob, booby munch. I mean, so many boob jokes, right? <laughs> um, yeah, just fantastic. She motions everywhere and she's like you know where's peacemaker she's like i don't have it and this is all like non-verbal communication right mm-hmm. on waverly's behalf anyway and she kind of is just like show me show me how to get to you you know so she does all the like go over this go under. it's just like she's like leading a dog in an agility match kind of thing that's and... a good way to look at it <laughs> it's like go over this go under this <laughs> And then we we hear that the guy is coming. So she's like, you know, hurry up, guide me up the stairs. And um, she just guides her up the stairs. But yeah, that whole scene in the postmortem, Bridget says, uh, when they weren't having huge emotional moments, Melanie and Dom were really great in the scene where Winona has to guess Waverly's acting out for the booby trap. What was that like for them to film? I think my favorite guess was Breast Alligator, by the way. And Emily just says they're both always so committed. The dailies and outtakes are hilarious. Emily, if you're listening, which I know you're not listening, <laughs> we would love to see those outtakes. We want those outtakes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to see those. Back at the cliff, Nicole's freaking out. She's like, Waverly's going to be cold. You know, she knows what yeah. she was wearing and that she didn't have a lot of clothes on and she needs her bonus blankets. Doc finds the the tire strips so he knows that, you know, this wasn't an accident. And him being the expert tracker that he is, he's like, you know, one of the girls was dragged away. The other is moving on her own. And Nicole's like, what if it was the demon from the from the bar massacre? Jeremy calls in and um, he's like, I can't pinpoint where your cell phones are, but I can see like in that area there are some buildings. So Doc decides they need to go one way towards these cabins. And Nicole's like, why would we go that way? What if Waverly went, you know, she's second guessing him. What if Waverly went the other way? And he says, don't you trust Winona's instincts? And she's like, I helped her kill a revenant she had sex with. (laughs) But then he says, you know, fair, let me correct you. Do you trust Winona's instincts when it comes to Waverly? Right. And that's just like, Say no more, right? That's it. Bing. Yeah. And it just makes me think of like all the trust they they develop. Um, Nicole and Winona back and forth as the, the season, as the episodes go on and, you know, the bringing her back from the garden and letting Nicole go into the fog and back at the cabin. Winona's trying to break Waverly out of the cage. It's not working. And we have like this quiet moment where Waverly holds up the prison pass and kind of mouths, you know, why didn't you tell me? And she says it's because, you know, she was so messed up when she left and Waverly was so tiny, so little. She's like, yeah, but what about now? She's like, yeah, you're a grown woman with the figure of a tiny Amazon. I get it. And um, she says it's a big old bag of hardware opening and I needed to be sure I wanted to go there before bringing you into it. Which is just so big sister, right? Like Oh, big, big time. There's there's so much that's that's one of the things on a rewatch too. You realize how much of an herb sister episode this is. There is so much pain between the two of them. And it's not just the revenant of the week. It's right. that important stuff, mama, uh, and everything else. And how yeah. Waverly takes it and how Winona tries to present why i mean it's you can't win it's a can't win and just with her you know the way she feels about secrets and 
people holding out information on her and, you know, always kind of keeping her at a distance for her, for her own protection and kind of being treated like, you know, the, the baby girl, like, she's mm-hmm. like I'm a grown ass woman, like loop me in on these things yep. and make these decisions for myself. But also it's just like, it comes from such a place of, of love and protection. So then Winona realizes she's like, you know, I can't fight him in this booby trapped room, but you know, I let me get him out in the open spaces and I can um, lure him out there. Waverly's worried that she's, she's going to leave her. And she's like, I'm going to kill him. And then I'm going to bop right back. So it makes that Hanson joke. <laughs> Tie it all in. Back at the lab, Dolls comes in and he's like, you know, Doc's not back with the herbs. And Jeremy just kind of looks a little guilty. And he it turns out he didn't really call anyone, did he? He's like, how long have they been gone? And, you know, he purposely didn't tell him because he is kind of worried that he's unstable and he didn't want them to go blazing in after them. Dolls takes his case of drugs and he leaves in a little bit of a tizzy. Back at the cavern, Winona confronts the creepy guy and says, I'm Winona Earp. And he's like, you're a trespasser. (laughs) And she's like, real cozy cabin of horrors you got there, Revenant. And I'm thinking, yeah, it gets worse later, that cabin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have no idea what the cabin's <laughs> going to be like later. <laughs> uh, and then she's all like, do the property brothers know about this place? And he's like, no one knows. This land is my land. And she's like, please don't start <laughs> singing. <laughs> uh, very well done. She's like, what's with all the revenants eating people? And then she starts mentioning like Mama Olive, the widows. And then she says Bolshar and he freaks out and he's like, no, he's buried. You know, he can't find me again. And she's like, no, he's not here. And she runs to kind of lure him. And he falls into this pit in the ground thinking, you know, he's caught her. But it turns out it was a recording. And, you know, she kind of reverse voice through him, like caught him in mm-hmm. his own kind of trap. When she does that, the voice then leaves the recorder. And f- that's when your fairy fly thing was just. Yep. Flies back to Waverly, thank goodness. But Winona gets strung up in a different trap. <laughs> Tries to play it cool when Doc and Nicole show up. Oh, I love that scene. I think I rewound it just like a couple times where she's just <laughs> so silly and quippy. And she's like, nice boots. Doc, are those new jeans? <laughs> Nicole's like right to business. Where's Waverly? And she's like, oh, she's good. She's real good. I got the bad guy. I'm just having some me time thinking. And Doc's like, are you done? (laughs) And then he cuts her down. But as he cuts her down, we see Bolshar and his minion up on the hill looking down back at the cliffside. Dal shows up just as like the whole gang is reunited uh, at the truck. And he's like, are you okay? She's like, nothing. A hot bath in a bottle of whiskey won't cure. And he's like, don't you mean a bottle of whiskey and she's like ask me in five minutes <laughs> uh, in a bottle of whiskey right and nicole's you know she's worried about how warm waverly is she's wrapping her up in a blanket waverly's got like this blood on her cheek but it's like this perfect little heart-shaped blood it's like the cutest little blood spot ever so Wayne is very apologetic and Waverly wants to know how long she's known about this. And it turns out she's known the whole time. And that, yeah. And it's like, I thought they were going to, you think they were going to be okay? Because it was like, the saris were coming out. But then, I mean, at least she was telling her the truth now. But the truth is really hurting. Um, and she says that they moved her to a new facility before she went to Greece. And just that look of hurt on Waverly's face. Yeah, she can't even she can't even stay there. She has, no. has dolls to take her. I mean, that's that she's hurting. Yeah, just like she just saved me, but get me out of here! Like I can't, I can't yeah. even look at you. Um, she says she only went to see Mama again after Bolshar rose, and you know that that Mama knows things about him. Like we we need her, we need her help. She knows things about him. She's just she's devastated that she kept her own mother away from her for years and. Winona's like, she told me never to tell you where she was. So that's 
raising all kinds of questions for us at this time. Waverly walks away, um, you know, asking Dolls if he could take her home. And as they walk away, she's like, you know, how could she have kept this from me? And he says, it's hard to tell people the truth if you know it will devastate them. Ouch. Yeah, because he knows, <laughs> in light right? Of what, yeah, in light of what's going on with him. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he hasn't... He's known. We don't know how long he's known. I think I feel like it's been a bit based on my, uh-huh. you know, junk food evidence. Um, <laughs> just very scientific. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so much is happening. I love this next exchange between Nicole and Winona where Nicole's hooking a line up to the truck and she's strapped in to like rappel down to get Peacemaker. And she says, anything I should know. And Winona says, well, we screwed up. And Nicole says, <laughs> sounds like standard ERP operating procedure. We can get through that. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, it's like, it's a tiny exchange, but it says so much like you screwed up. So what? We can deal yep. with it. We move on. Yeah. Big season four into the fog feels right there with all that happening for me. Winona says, you know, I should go down to get Peacemaker. And Doc's like, oh, no, it should be me. And Nicole's all cocky. And she's like, oh, did one of you guys have a harness in your car for impromptu weekend excursions? <laughs> and she's like, I've been doing this for nine years. And Winona, you're the heir. We can't let anything, you know, happen to you. And she's like, Doc, you can't even look over the edge. <laughs> and he says he gets the wheezies, which is just very cute. Waverly's at the truck with dolls and she's crying and then all of a sudden dolls winces in pain and she's like what's long what's wrong he's like I'm running on empty and then he grabs the vial and his eyes are all red and she's like what is happening what is going right on? now yeah. um and it's, it's that's just so sad too because like she's still just like she just was kidnapped she was just saved she found out her sister had been lying to her forever she's also bleeding and now this is ha- like a lot is going on for poor Waverly. It, it, as Winona says it a couple it is a day <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then he says Winona's gonna need you more than ever and this is when I start to panic a little bit like yeah, why one of those say what what yeah what did, what did I just hear why right yeah and then all of a sudden someone turns out one of Bolshar's guys uh cuts the rope that Nicole is attached to Winona grabs it and it's just dragging her to the edge, but she stops just in time. And Nicole's very close to being able to reach Peacemaker, but you know, now Winona's just barely hanging on doc dives for the bad guy, but he just keeps like disappearing every time he tries to get him. That was pretty freaky. Wasn't it? Yeah. The graphics. It was like, like does he turn into bats? Like what yeah, does, what is he doing? Or a flock of birds or what? I don't know. Yeah, I never could figure it out. Yeah. Um, Dolls, you know, is trying to shoot him. Uh, you know, nothing's really defeating this bad guy. And Winona's just barely hanging on. Um, and that's where she's like, Jesus, we're having a day. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> uh, the guy says, you cannot kill me with mortal weapons as, Doll, as, um, as Dolls tries to shoot him. So this is where it's going to get good, right? Because like hmm. mortal weapon? Why not notice exactly. like, yeah, why notice like <laughs> you're going to feel real stupid in a second. <laughs> um, Dolls drops the gun. Waverly gets out of the truck and that's, she finds Jeremy's earpiece and she's like, just starts babbling, telling him everything. You know, my legs hurt. I can't help anyone. Um, Doc doesn't seem, or Dolls doesn't seem stable. And um, he starts fighting the bad guy. And Nicole's like, Winona, you need to let go. She's not going to let go. She's like, this is not going to happen. She's like, be smart, Winona. She's slipping, but it's gonna, isn't going to. It's just a lot is happening right now. Everyone is in danger in different sections of this cliff. And Winona's like, you brought your lapdog to a dragon fight, asshole. And then... He just fireball, right? Yeah, yep. just uh, like 
But still, like, I don't think that's a bad thing at the time. I'm just thinking this is what dragons do. Mm-hmm. And then Doc is yelling for Winona in a panic and Bolshar's gone. And Dolls is on the ground not breathing. And they're saying he doesn't have a pulse. Nicole's radioing for help. Doc is like, you know, stay with us. Winona's like, he needs his drugs. But there's Waverly just calm. She's like, no, he's gone. And Doc's yelling, you know, you wake up now. Nicole's doing chest compressions. And we fade to black and we come back and he's still on the ground with Winona over him. And Waverly says, Nedley in the corner will be here soon. I didn't really think he was dead until like that moment. I still was expecting him to like pop up or something. Yeah, something to... I mean, let's face it, with a key cast member like this, and, you know, our hero's always finding a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go, if something happens, and you go, well, okay, but it's not real. And the yeah. longer it goes like that, the more chance it is. And, you know, he popped up in a body bag before, and, like, he's not exactly, like, mm-hmm. human, human. So, like, why... We didn't really have an indicator that like that kind of activity would in and of itself do it. But mm-hmm. with the unstable drugs, I guess it was just enough. Um, and the rest is just horrible. It's horrible, sad, sad, horrible. Wynonna's like, just she refuses to leave him. And Waverly's like, you know, it's freezing and you're injured. And she says... He hates the woods. I'm not leaving him here alone, Waverly. Gosh. And it goes back to season one. Yeah, that whole xylophobia thing he has. And yeah. Oh, it's like no, till the end, right? She's gonna she's gonna be there with him. Um, and Waverly's like, okay, it's it's fine, nobody's gonna leave him. And they're all just devastated that he saved them and now he's here dead and she's like you know how is this he's part dragon how why this isn't you know like this this doesn't make any sense and then mama shows up again and says Wynona honey and Wynona's just crying and saying how this is unfair and she can't do this without him and she and Waverly at the same time say he's at peace now and that's when I broke right there that was the point up to then it was devastating and the two of them saying that, that's what made it real for me. Yeah. And it was just, it's so interesting that like what Wynona or what Waverly said and what Wynona imagines Mama would say were the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she says, no more drugs, no more demons. And she's like, you know, we have to let him go now. And everything about the scene you know the music the camera angle from above with him just lying there and the gorgeous skyline i mean it's it's gorgeous and just so sad yeah yeah it is oh very well put very well put in they're so good at this people should watch the show Very sage advice. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, and, and the BTS for this episode is is really heavy and like a goodbye and credit to Shamir, which is really nice to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, he, as Emily said at one point in there. I mean, Hollywood was calling. I mean, the guys in John Wick movies. He's got other stuff going. So it was just as happens in shows sometimes. Someone, you know, yeah, needs to move on. But he was there from the beginning. I mean, you know, character aside, person. I mean, he was a big part of the show, getting off the ground, and all of us falling in love with it, and him, and everything. So yeah, it's. I mean it. The BTS is great in that sense because you get to see that and how much he cared for everybody and how everybody cared for him. So, but you know, each of the character, each of the actors talk a little bit about you know how much Doll's death 
going to impact the story and them and stuff. And there's also some fun clips in there. It's funny. There's a couple of clips just showing the cast and obviously Shamir from uh, a couple of the years at San Diego Comic-Con, um, you know, when they were all there for the panels. Uh, and a couple of those clips, man, I'm standing right there just off camera. I remember those. Yeah. I was, I was right there. Yeah. So it really brought back a lot of emotion for me. And, you know, I mean, you wish, you know, it's, it's sad for the character, but, but for the man, for the actor, it's, it's wonderful for him to be getting some opportunities. And, you know, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast of ours, um, or if I didn't, just how wonderful Shamir is, just like all the cast. I know not everyone's had a chance to meet him since obviously he hasn't done ERPCONs for a while. Um, but that first year at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, I remember him, Bonnie and I were out near the convention center after one of the days or one of the panels, whatever it was. And um, we were just walking. There's like a boardwalk area, you know, some restaurants, outdoor seating and all that. And we were just walking and talking and all of a sudden we hear Bonnie, Kevin, someone yelling and turn around and he's like 30 feet away sitting in a restaurant and he's yelling to us and waving just so that we knew we could see him. Um, yeah, we, you know, he didn't have to do that. Uh, but it's just, that's the way he was. Ear to ear smile, such a nice guy and all. So a lot of that came, comes flooding back every time I see this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so fun to like watch the BTS and, you know, hear Emily talking about, you know, Hollywood was calling and it, it was just very timely with the recording of our episode that like John Wick is John yeah, what, four is like his yeah. big thing, right? Like <laughs> literally right now he's like doing Hollywood stuff. So it's like, yeah. Um, you know, and this was years ago, but like still it's cool. And um it's not my story, but Kat Crimmins was just at some premiere thing. Uh, I don't know, like a month ago or something. And he was there. It was like a, something his friend was doing. Uh -huh. And um, her wife knew, you know, that she would love to meet Shamir. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, you know, my my wife's a my wife's an erper. And he was like, oh, my God, come here. And he like just gave yeah. Kat a big hug. And that's um, how he was. That's how yeah, he always just was. was really cool about everything. So she was yeah. like. Yeah, it's a cool story. That's yeah, wonderful. It. And that's a great example of, of who he is. That's just the way he, you know, every time we encountered him, you know, outside of the limelight or, uh, you know, outside of interviews, whatever. In the um in the postmortem with Bridget, um, I like how Emily opens up and talks about how, you know, it's his decision to leave and how they kind of gave him um, or how he gave them even a little bit more time than like he ideally would have liked. It sounds like he wanted to go a little sooner. Mm -hmm. um, and they talked about how, how they should have dolls leave. And he said, he really thought that he should have like a hero send off and that character wise, you know, they all agreed that dolls would be the kind of guy who would just make a big sacrifice for the team. Mm -hmm. Yep. That. Go out the hero. And yeah, like when, we didn't see it coming and but like again like credit to the team of of writers to to write it in that way yeah yeah to make it all work within the story too i mean that's really tough to do like you said the timing of it um you know trying to make it work trying to serve the story and also the character and the person behind it so yeah major kudos to make this all come together like this um more stuff uh, we kind of touched on it too but like both the bts and the postmortem just talked about how cold this episode was to shoot just oh, you man. know dangerously cold and it it gives some good footage of like some of the strategies they use to keep warm when they're shooting those those cold scenes with like you know the warming tents and the extra blankets that they drape on them as soon as they're done um shooting a scene and you know Melanie is like joking around, like if I swim from here to there and just like making swimming motions to warm herself up. And the whole time, Paolo's like, it could be worse. It could be much colder. <laughs> it's like, really? Could it? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so that that was, that was fun to see. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was kind of a cool BTS for that one was when Winona's sliding across the ground to with the rope, like the rope is pulling her down toward the cliff. How uh -huh. she was on like a, like a slippery plastic slide. 
Mm-hmm. So it's always kind of cool to see like the practical things that they use and then how they edit that with the special effects later on. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's it's that, that insight we really love to see. Yeah. Get to appreciate it. Now, but the, gosh. Uh, the other thing that's mentioned in the postmortem, and I, as you folks know, I won't go into spoilers, but Emily mentions a specific Buffy episode that there's going to be the next episode coming up. There's quite a few similarities uh, there. And, uh, you know, I got to say going in just to prep you folks, the, that Buffy episode that she references and the next episode of her, those are the two most painful episodes of television I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. I feel them yeah. on a very physical level. So, you know, I tend when I watch Herb to, you know, do like rewatches beginning to end. I don't tend to cherry pick episodes, although I will sometimes here and there. But the next episode coming up, Ben, I've only seen it like twice. I just can't. It hurts too much. Yeah. It really, it, it really does. It's, I'm, I'm telling you all right now, folks, it's going to be hard for me. Everything about that episode is just done so well. <laughs> And, and I, that I, I know we'll talk about Goddamn acoustical start broke me. Broke me. That song. And Absolute, I absolutely I can't oh man, just thinking about that. Oh, you can't see it. Audio podcast, but oh the hairs are standing up on the back of my neck right now. Yeah. And um I do another little podcast called This Urper Life, and we talked with Andrea Higgins about mm. um the decisions in that song and I'll probably reference it next next time we record just because it's more yeah. timely. But if you yeah. haven't heard that, folks, definitely listen to that. Definitely. The, des- the decision to do that was just, oh, I remember talking with Casey about it too. Um, and just remembering that like, yes, he dies in this episode, but it's not, the next episode is where it really hurts, right? Well, I mean, that, but that's one of the great examples. And I know we've said it a hundred times, maybe a thousand. The, one of the reasons why this show is so special is because it feels so real. And that next episode is like real life. I mean, it's one thing to watch a TV show and a major character dies to, in a story. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's at arm's length. It's a story. And, and sometimes it doesn't feel real because by the next episode of the show or the next scene in the movie, you know, they're moving on like nothing happened. That's not the way real life works. And that's what we see in the next episode. And right. that's why for all of us, you know, that have had loss, that's why it's it's so hard. And that's why it's so real, because it's it's people dealing with that situation. Mm-hmm. And they all deal with it differently. You know, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a lot more, but I'm just prepping myself i know we're like we can't even hold back we're already just like i want to talk about that episode (laughs) i'm getting some of it out now i think that'll help me more next time we record because yeah i'm I'm being honest here it's 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 going to be hard yeah it's a doozy um i've said doozy twice in this what am i 97 (laughs) who am i (laughs) it's a downright doozy that one it's a doozy Oh, but yeah, so we'll be here next time. I think we're back in the swing of things. You can visit us at herpologypodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail. You can uh, email us at herpologypodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at herpology underscore pod. We love hearing from you. Yeah, we do, folks. It's great now that we're back and recording pretty regularly it's wonderful to see some comments from you folks we're glad you folks are enjoying it as much as we are recording it's nice to see you missed us too it's always nice to be missed yes we appreciate (laughs) it (laughs) all right until next time and um don't forget to pack your kleenexes yeah 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 yeah. they're going to be required for the next one no doubt wear an absorbent an absorbent shirt (laughs) (laughs) all right bye take care all